Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. That, by the way, is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. Of course, uh... On Free Talk Live, we don't always cover the news of the day. In fact, it's actually kind of rare that we'll cover the the news of the day. But this one, I don't think we can avoid. This one out of Boston, again. Boston, again, overreacting to a uh, terror situation. If you may recall, or as you may recall, earlier this year, uh, it was the Boston Transport Authority or whoever the hell they are, that was uh, somebody uh, somebody riding on a bus a bus saw one of these Moonanite signs, which uh-huh. was like a light bright board. Uh, they had several of them placed uh, strategically throughout the city in order to promote a movie uh, for Aqua Teen Hunger Force, or maybe they were promoting the new season. Whatever, it's a uh, cartoon on the Cartoon Network. And so there was this huge uh, explosion of police activity. We've got potential bombs! And, you know, they rolled out all the bomb trucks, and they shut off the streets, and they they actually cordoned off an entire area of Boston, and then later on, they they charged Comedy Central, or whoever it is that the parent company is, Viacom, uh, they charged the, the parent company with... They they wanted to get their uh, to to get their money back. Uh, the government spent seven hundred fifty thousand taxpayer dollars shutting down the streets of Boston in order to have their police officers run hit, all over the place, uh, trying to determine whether or not these were bombs. When it was pretty clear they weren't bombs because they'd been up for weeks, and they're also all across the country and. They're obviously light bright boards with batteries running them. I mean, it was just the most absurd right. story. If you're going to put a bomb up, chances are you're not going to put flashing neon lights on it so that people can find it easily. You're just going to let your exactly. bomb go off exactly. and blow crap up. No, you don't want to draw attention to the bomb before it goes off. That's not a wise idea. Which, which that point right there ties exactly into the story that happened. Uh, I think I think it was today, either that or. or just very recently, according to the AP, an MIT student with what police feared was a fake bomb attached to her chest was arrested at gunpoint on Friday at Logan International Airport in Boston and later claimed it was artwork, said officials. Star Simpson, who's 19, had a computer circuit board and wiring in plain view over a black hooded sweatshirt that she was wearing, said the state police major who was the commanding officer at the airport that day. She said that it was a piece of art. And that she wanted to stand out on career day. She claims it was just art, and that she was proud of the art, and she wanted to display it. Now, once again, we'll get into a little more detail here, but once again, if indeed you are trying to walk a bomb into the airport, because you can get a bomb into the airport up until the security screening area pretty pretty easily. Just walk in with it in your bag. And set it off right there at the security screening area. If right, you want they, to. they don't check you before you go in the security right. screening, screening area. Right, but again, if you're going to bomb something, conceal the bomb. I think any terrorist worth his salt probably knows this. I've never, t- I've never gone to the terrorist training camps that they have, but I'm betting you that you know if that's not common knowledge amongst the uh, the new terrorist inductees into the training camps, that's probably in terrorism 101. Uh huh. Conceal your bomb. This girl had it right across her chest. Did you see the sweatshirt? Did you see the uh, the video footage of this? I did not. 
Okay, there's uh, the, the cops were showing all the video cameras, uh, the news cameras, what this sweatshirt looked like. It's a PC board, something like you might see inside your computer, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, you know, the video wasn't very high resolution, but from what I understand, it had some sort of putty surrounding it. There was a battery off to the side. So I think it might have and it had LEDs flashing on it. You know how they are about their LED lights? Uh but it was very clearly not a bomb. It was something that might have resembled a bomb on the front of a sweatshirt. What is the why, why do people have to freak out so much? Um, you, what, uh, Julia? I, Helen, where am I going to come out on this issue? Um, you don't go into the airport and say bomb. Okay, good. She didn't say bomb. I know. But she I, wore one. Look, I don't care how realistic your bomb is. If it's a cardboard box where you've stenciled the letters B O M B on the front of it, you are a complete idiot to walk into the airport. I don't care which side of the uh, TSA line you're on. That's what these people's job is. Their one job is to stop people with bombs from getting on airplanes, or at least their stated job. If you go in there teasing them with artwork or your your little cardboard friend, the bomb, or whatever this <laughs> crap is that you've got, you are an idiot, and anything that happens to you is, you're lucky that you come out alive. Look, if they took this woman and threw her to the lions, I would not feel bad. She's that really? dumb. Really? You really think they should have killed her, Mark? I'm just telling you, I wouldn't feel bad. She's that dumb. I'm Look, if you step in front of a train, I'm not saying so you're the train... in favor of this basic this police state that we have that I'm says not you in can't favor... bring artwork into I'm the airport. I'm not in favor of trains hitting people, but if you step out in front of one, you're going to get hit. Tough. That's what she's doing. Maybe she she's think goading was... these people. Good. I'd have to see the sweatshirt before I could form an opinion because I'm sort of confused on what you're describing. You're saying it's a sweater. I think sweater. I think picture. You no, know. no. She actually had, as I understand, and I couldn't, I couldn't say for sure, but it, it seemed that there was There's an actual circuit board. circuit board and wires attached to the front of okay. her sweatshirt. Yes, it was circuit board uh, sweatshirt art. It doesn't really matter how realistic it is. You know, I mean, if it's a couple of uh, a toilet paper rolls kind of painted red with "This is a bomb" written across the front, it still doesn't matter. She certainly is dumb. <laughs> really, really dumb. I didn't say she was brilliant, but then again, she is going to MIT. She probably knows a thing or two about uh, technology There's, and electronics. <laughs> okay. She probably built the thing cra- herself. How about crazy? It's built what? It's a sweatshirt, right? No, it was like... With, an, with something actually constructed upon it. So you, so you, she safety um, she safety pinned a couple of... Uh, for a, a uh, circuit board to the front of a sweatshirt. She's brilliant. I didn't say she was brilliant, okay. but I'm not going to say she's dumb. I'm not saying she, well, she's either. Maybe she didn't think it was that big of a deal. Maybe she didn't think that. Maybe she didn't even think about it before she went in there. Then she's just not thinking. So, are you making excuses for the way these people are behaving in airports, Mark? Look, that's their job. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. I don't want them doing crap they shouldn't be doing. This is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to hold a little girl at gunpoint because she has a PC board on her sweatshirt? As far as they can tell, it could be a bomb. What if it was a bomb, Ian? 19-year-old Simpson was charged with disturbing the peace and possessing a hoax device and was to be arraigned in uh, Boston District Court. She said, uh, wait a minute, no, this is not her, this is the uh, state police major he said, I'm shocked and appalled that somebody would wear this type of device to an airport. He said, uh, said that she was extremely lucky that she followed the instructions or deadly force would have been used. She's luckily, uh, lucky to be in a cell as opposed to the morgue. I just feel like this is a bit of an overreaction. I just don't. 
You know, I mean, I, I just, I'm sorry. You can't walk into an airport, pretend you have a bomb, and expect well, people to act in a quote she wasn't unquote. Pretending she yeah. had a bomb. What, what was she pretending she did? Was doing? I, I'd have to. I really don't quite understand. I guess I'd have to see the video to be able to really comment because. The way Mark is describing it is sort of like she made this fake bomb and took it into the airport on purpose. And the way you're describing it is that she just happened to be wearing a sweater with a circuit board and a battery on it. The battery-powered rectangular device had nine flashing lights, said the bureaucrat. Simpson also had Play-Doh in her hands. The phrases suck it to me and course six were written on the back of the sweatshirt, which authorities displayed to the media. Course six appears to be a reference to MIT's major of electrical engineering and computer science. Simpson was a member of MIT's swimming and diving team in 2006, according to the team's website, which lists her hometown as Hawaii. Spokespure, uh, spokesperson from the college said aside from confirming she was a student, the school didn't have any comment. I don't see why they would. Massachusetts Port Authority staffer manning an information booth in the terminal became suspicious when Simpson, wearing the device, approached to ask about an incoming flight, Pear said. Simpson then walked outside, and the information booth attendant notified a nearby trooper. The trooper, joined by others with submachine guns, confronted her at a traffic island in front of the terminal. Quote, she was immediately told to stop, to raise her hands, and not to make any movements, so he could observe all her movements to see if she was trying to trip any type of device. Had she not followed the protocol, we might have used deadly force. And you, Mark, are saying that that would be A-OK with you. And you, Ian, are comparing this to the uh, the, the Moonanites thing in, in Boston? Please. 1-800-259-9231. Where do you stand on this issue of the girl that was uh, pos- almost shot by the cops over a sweatshirt? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, totally free, so enjoy those on us, including the archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, they're right there on the front page of the website, easily downloadable and totally free. freetalklive.com. And... Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. As we continue to discuss... The uh, Well, some of the news of the day here, which a little unusual. Normally we talk about ideas and issues on this show, but this is one that uh, we've apparently got some disagreement amongst the the, uh, the, co- the co-hosts Oh, here. what a surprise. And uh, we're talking about the young lady, 19-year-old Star Simpson, who is an MIT student, sophomore at MIT, had uh, walked into Logan Airport in Boston today, or I guess it was today. Anyway, yeah, it was this morning. She uh, walked in there with a sweatshirt on. That had a piece of art, as she described it, on it. Now, now <laughs> I'll have to take her word for it. I, yeah, I mean, art is what you call whatever you say is art is art. Apparently, everybody's got their different opinions on what constitutes art. I don't particularly think this is a very good piece of art. It's kind of shoddy looking. In fact, if you uh, there's a nice little close up photo that somebody uh, instant messaged me here, and it, it's just it looks like there's some pieces of uh, scotch tape. 
over top of a little bit of green goo, maybe some sort of splattered something or other there, and and uh, then there's a not even a really a it, it's not even a PC board as I thought it was. It looks like they, I guess they're calling it a circuit board. It, it doesn't even look like that to me. Just some white flat thing right on the front of uh, this sweatshirt. With a battery wired to it. With a battery wired to it. And apparently there were nine flashing LEDs on it as well. Mm. This does not say bomb to me in the least. Now, okay, well, I'm no I'm no bomb expert or anything neither like are that. These, neither are these police. Obviously. But, but they didn't have a problem on the side of bomb. They didn't have a problem pointing their submachine guns at this young lady when she obviously was not threatening anyone. She wasn't doing anything dangerous, wasn't doing anything suspicious even. She was just asking for information at an information kiosk. You do, hold on just a second. If you go into um, a bank and you have a, your finger in, inside of your, your hoodie, your little uh, inside of your pocket for your jacket, mm-hmm. and you point it at the teller, and you say to her, give me all the money. You, she's going to do so. Right, because that's what she's instructed now, to do. Now, you haven't shown a gun. You didn't say you had a gun. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like that. You're still going to get charged with armed robbery. Well, you should. Because you've got something that appears like a gun. Even that's though anybody right. who got a but chance to study that little bump in your pocket would there, realize it's your finger. There's a slight difference in that and the bomb, because you're talking about somebody who's actually gone in, pointed their finger in their sweatshirt at somebody and said... Right. Give me your money. They're committing no, no. robbery. No, no. She, she was walking in an airport. She just walked into an airport. It's so per- there is a difference. It's performance art, Ian. What are, you, what are you saying? I'm saying if I go into a bank and I put my finger in my um, coat, I can call it performance art. <laughs> the fact that the teller might have a heart attack and die right on the spot because she thinks she's getting robbed isn't my fault because I'm participating yeah. in performance no, sorry. art. sorry. I don't Look, think you can call that performance art, sir. You're robbing a bank. Now, this lady is threatening the back. whole damn airport with her stupid one. blinking she sweatshirt. Did, she did not it for a moment to- threaten anybody. It seems to me that if you walk into an airport with this sweatshirt, this silly sweatshirt, and they thought that it could have been a bomb, that somebody could have approached her and said, excuse me, ma'am, you're going to have to take that sweatshirt off. It looks like a bomb. I mean, do they have to point machine right. guns That at would have been a reasonable approach. And for then instance- if she resisted or, you know what I mean, if she's got a bomb... And you point machine guns at her. What's going to stop her from setting off the bomb right there? Well, what's what's to stop her from setting off the bomb when you say, "Ma'am, you've have you got a bomb in your sweatshirt?" If she's going to set off the bomb anyway, though, you're she not might. going to prevent her the, from the, setting off the bomb by the pointing idea, machine guns at her. The idea that this girl was a terrorist or a bomber in the first place is absolutely absurd because, once again, as we pointed out at the beginning of this uh, hour, anybody who any terrorist worth his salt. Uh, even a, a mentally retarded terrorist is going to put his bomb inside a bag or put it underneath his shirt or do something to conceal it. It should have been very clear to anybody that this girl didn't have anything to hide and that it wouldn't have been unreasonable to simply stop her and talk to her and say, look, uh, you know, can, can we just have a look at your shirt here real quick? That's not a, a bomb, is it? Oh, no, no, it's not a bomb. Well, you know, we're going to ask you to take that sweater off and stow it away in cargo and we're going to inspect it closely. I, I wouldn't see that as unreasonable. Necessarily have well, a closer what, hold look on. at it, the bomb. It's really easy to sit back, but what if she said, "Yes, it is a bomb." Boom, and detonated it and blew up a fifty people. What if she did? Then she, what would they have done to stop yeah, it? What would the machine guns pointed at her have st- prevented that? She clear. They clearly had her hands. They said that if she would have moved her hands in order to detonate a bomb, mm-hmm. they would have shot her right there. And I wouldn't feel bad about that either. Look, if you're a terrorist and you're going into an airport with a bomb strapped to you, whether it's on your front. 
uh, whether it's visible to everybody or it's underneath your shirt, you know there's a chance that there's going to be people with guns that are going to point them at you. So it'd be wise for you to hold on to your detonator. That way, you know, have it have your hand in your pocket, holding on to the detonator at all times. So it doesn't matter if they shoot you, because then you know your body's going to twitch, or you can, with your last few breaths, press the detonator and and you know incinerate people that are standing around you. I mean, the the whole idea that this girl could have possibly had a bomb strapped to the front of her chest is absolutely absurd. But I want to go to the phones and talk to uh, you about this and see what you think. Am I overreacting? Is Mark? I guess I'm not really overreacting. Is Mark overreacting here? Am I not reacting enough? Uh, How do you feel on this one? Let's talk to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hi, guys. I I am sorry, Ian. I'm going to have to side with Mark on this one. (laughs) I mean, it's bad enough that these morons that we call TSA agents mistaken a bottle of head and shoulders as an incendiary device. Uh, and we, we jump their case because they don't take an aggressive action against the war on terrorism. But now that they do take an aggressive action because some chick uh, wants to win the Darwin, uh, Darwin Award for being the most brain-dead individual on the planet, comes in strapped on with a fake device on her, on her shirt, you, you, you're saying they're, over, they're overreacting uh, by uh, uh, claiming uh, that it's a bomb and such. Well, you know, they should have just put a bullet in her head and then... Sent out the message saying, "Hey, this kind of activity." You've got to be is- kidding me, Bill! Can you imagine no, how I- this would have been handled differently if it were the airlines that were in charge of their own security? No, if this were a business, too. sir, if this were a business, and this young lady walked up with this shirt, uh, sweatshirt on, they would have taken Julia's approach. They would have said, "Ma'am, we, you know, our customers are going to be made uncomfortable by that shirt. We're going to need to take a closer look that's, at it." That's purely speculation on your part. These are the same people Please. that want to be strapped with guns. These these airline pilots, these stewardess, they're pushing and lobbying for guns to be strapped on, and you think they're going to take the civil approach? Are you out of your mind? Well, yes, they of course they're going to take it as a civil approach, because later. these are customers that you're talking about. You treat your customers right. You don't yes, point you guns at your customers. Save 100. No, you don't. No, that's that's insanity. That's like, uh, what, what is, oh, that's utilitarianism. I mean, look, you treat your customers right, and if indeed they are presenting a danger, then you take uh, evasive actions. Then you take the necessary actions. This girl didn't present a danger at all, but hang on, Bill, I'll let you make another point. Utilitarianism what? is called utilitarianism because it's meant to work. Yuck. You're disgusting me right now. 800-259-9231, fascist. You just can't come up with a good reason to... 259-9231. She has a right to wear a bomb. You take control. It's not a bomb. It's a lousy piece of art, and she does have a right to wear it. George Phillies is the right candidate for president, a serious, well-educated candidate who stands for the basic principles of liberty and the basic principles of this nation. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, libertarian for president. I approved of this message. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us, including the wiki. We've got over 1,400 pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Head on over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what's uh, to see what it's all about and get interactive. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. 
com. And if you or perhaps someone you know needs a primer on some of the subjects we talk about here on Free Talk Live, you should check out the Liberty Radio Underground. It's an elementary introduction to libertarianism, and each show concisely handles a single topic in less than 10 minutes. It's great for someone new to liberty. So go to libertyradiounderground.com today and grab an episode. That's libertyradiounderground.com. In fact, Mark, I think you should go there and get a little refresher course on this whole liberty thing because you're advocating shooting people dead in an airport uh, because they walk in with a, 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 a bad bomb. piece of art on I their chest. This does not butt. look like a bomb look, at all. If I walked in with a reasonable replica of a handgun and pointed it at someone's head, you wouldn't have a problem with someone shooting me. The fact is, a bomb is a threat that to everyone a in the threat. immediate vicinity. This is not a threat. This is a battery attached to a, a, a white... A bomb is a threat to everyone in the immediate vicinity. Look, this young lady likely knew what she was doing or she's incredibly stupid and she should have to compensate every one of these people whose time was stolen by this idiot she stole their time they didn't have to overreact in the way that they did at all pointing guns at this young Look, lady if i walk into the airport and i have a fake handgun in my hand the cops don't have to arrest me they could let me go but the fact is i'm pointing a replica gun at someone's head yeah, something that actually looks like a weapon mark you are not making very good comparisons i'm here telling at you all. the the bomb the people these people don't know any more than you do what a bomb looks like right, so it flashes, if i go if it's i got wires in, it's got circuit boards it it, it it's something that's entirely out of place. Sorry. So you have to look like everybody else to, to get around through an airport without having guns pointed at your head, huh? I don't know. I, Ask her if you do. I seriously doubt that this girl actually thought... I mean, I don't think she's very smart, and I doubt that she really thought that it looked like a bomb. I, I don't think that she... I think that she just really had an ugly sweater and happened to be wearing it when she went into an airport. Maybe not the smartest chick... Maybe she should have looked at what she was wearing and thought about it for a minute, but I seriously doubt that this young lady went into the airport. Right. Any Anybody who can at least think without getting all upset at this concept of this girl walking into the airport like this, you think for just a moment, you understand that if she really was a terrorist she uh, with the intention of setting off a bomb, she already would have done it, uh, and she certainly could have done it as soon as she was accosted. She didn't. She was very responsive. She answered questions as they were being asked of her, and she, you know, she did as she was instructed to do. Now she's being charged with a possession of a hoax device as well as uh, one or two other things. And really, I mean, it's just absurd to believe for even a moment this girl had any intention of doing any damage and that this was a possibly even a bomb. But let's bring Bill back on the line in Oklahoma. Uh, Bill, who also is on Mark's side, uh, just advocating the execution of people who look a little bit out of place. Uh, Bill, your final thoughts on this? Well, you know, it's like this. There's two things you don't do. One, you don't scream fire in a crowded a movie theater, and two, you don't walk in wearing a a replica of a of a incendiary device in the middle of a crowded airport. That's just asking for trouble. And you know, if you know, like Mark said, you know, we heaven forbid that they would have overreacted to that extent and shot her dead. But you know, if if it happens, I wouldn't cry. You know, I would applaud these guys for at least taking the initiative to try to protect the other innocent people who aren't as brain dead as she is. Now, I think she's in the running for the Darwin Award, just like you said. I certainly wouldn't cry, but I certainly would never applaud somebody being shot in the head just for having a silly little... Disgusting. 
Bill, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That's right. No need to do any investigation or anything like that. You walk into an airport with a funny-looking sweater, and you get you deserve to get shot. Thank goodness they're doing their jobs, protecting us from people with funny-looking sweaters. Thank goodness you're coming out and defending the Why don't dumbest, you do a little bit of investigating? The, the lowest you're supposed common, to be a common denominator. You're supposed to be an investigative uh, police officer. You're supposed to check things out before you make life-or-death decisions like this. Well, it, to advocate know, that they just pop someone in the head because they have a funny-looking sweater. You're paid to have an opinion, and this one stinks. So what? I mean, the cops made a mistake. The, the, the lady had a fake bomb. Big deal. It's not a fake bomb, It's dude. a fake bomb. It's an awful-looking piece of art hanging on the front of a sweatshirt. This gal Which knew really exactly what she uncommon. was doing. uncommon. I know plenty of people who make their own clothes and stuff, and they and put they hang circuit, flashing no. circuit boards on them? <laughs> I've never seen a circuit board, but I've seen wallets made out of circuit boards and things like that. Idiocy. Continuing the phone calls here, let's I'll talk to that. Jeremy in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live, Jeremy. Hello? Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, um, I think the more pertinent question is, would this happen in a free market society? And I would say that, yes, this situation, as it happened, would still happen in a free market society because some companies and some uh, private security firms would be willing to, you know, risk offending a single customer, you know, in the interest of protecting the rest of their customers. Well, there's a difference between offending your customer and killing them with a shot to I the head. I understand that, and, but I still think I'm telling you that it would still happen in a free market society with or without a police state. Some companies would do that, and they would suffer. Shoot right. someone in the right. head? Right, just like, just like the manager of the Circuit City um, that we read a couple of weeks ago. He didn't shoot anyone in the head. He, he damn sure went out and went after that customer. Look, this girl didn't get shot not, in the head either. Thank she goodness. complied. Thank goodness she didn't. But some of you are saying I don't that think you it'd be would a big applaud. Loss. If she was a terrorist, she wouldn't have complied. She would have set her bomb off. If she, if she was a terrorist, she'd be better at this nonsense. It wouldn't have exactly. ruined, it'd ruined people's day. Because she was not a terrorist. I don't think she was intentionally trying to be a terrorist or have a bomb. She just I love it how you're putting bright. I love it how you're putting the onus of control as far as on her. She had that she control when she day. put that damn sweatshirt she on. She ruined their day. You collectivist. You know what? As far as you, uh, let me you read a quote from this article. What let if she had a real bomb? Article. Doesn't she have a right to wear a real bomb into an airport, Ian? Answer the question before you go Does on. Does she have please. a right to wear a real bomb? Does of she have the not. right to what? Really? Because then you're actually putting people in danger, Mark. In this day well, and age, the, it, the, the bomb could be a small bomb. Police officer A fragment said, grenade will only go six feet. She certainly jeopardized her own safety by bringing this to the airport as well as the safety of everybody around her. No, she didn't jeopardize anybody's safety. If safety was jeopardized, it was because of these cops waving their guns around in front of a crowd of people. They were the ones jeopardizing people's safety, not this young lady. In the same way that you'll get armed robbery for robbing a bank with a with your finger, um, sorry, Jeremy. Yeah, you know she, she we did still got people. Jeremy on the line here. Uh, Jeremy, you're you're saying that in a marketplace that people would draw down on someone like this. How would you handle it if you were an airport uh, if you were an airport employee and you spotted this happening? What would you do? Well, I mean, it just depends on uh, what was going through my mind at the time. I mean, different people are in different situations, and so. You know, if you're in a hassled mood, you might just overlook and think, oh, well, and then other times you might be feeling slightly paranoid, and you might call security and decide, hey, go check that person out. I mean, it, the situation varies, and it also depends on the company, too. Like I said, I mean, and, all, and the methods of different security firms, you know, and how they would react. They might be particularly harsh. Others might take Julia's approach, you know, 
and the marketplace will react accordingly. Well, I'd certainly rather have the market decide than these damn bureaucrats. Thanks for the call, Jeremy. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Mark, do you feel like, I mean, I understand where you're coming from and everything. Do you feel like she should have been charged with this hoax device charge? Um, I don't. Should I she have been charged with anything? She has to be. Uh, she'd have to be judged by a jury of her peers to decide whether or not she got up in the morning and decided no, no, no. to. I'm asking you if she should have been charged with something. Yes, yeah, she the should jury be charged. With, charge she should be charged with hoax device. Because there's a good chance that she got up with the intention of scaring the crap out of everybody. What if she didn't? Well, the jury of her peers would decide that. Right, like the jury that wore the uh, red, white, and blue in the uh, Jose Why? Padilla p- trial? I'm not sure that Why the... on earth would any young lady purposely walk into an airport with a fake bomb on their chest? I suppose it's because she's want... an idiot. D- did she wa- wake up and say, gee, I want to get arrested today? Because that's... I doubt that. If you're doing that on purpose, you pretty much know you're going to get arrested. Well, now everyone's seen her art. What? It's you're true. just making total assumptions here about this I, lady. I'm assuming she's an idiot. She certainly wasn't paying attention to what she was wearing, but I seriously can't believe that Did you're claiming that. Did you see her hair? <laughs> she, she clearly doesn't have any kind of uh, you know understanding of what is, is good and fashionable Brad. either. I meant, She's a college kid, dude. I meant to call you Mark. I don't know why I called you Brad. I have an idea. 259-9231. Uh, Joe's on the line. Charles as well. want to talk about the bomb situation, and I want to hear from you. What would your response be if you were on security at this airport? This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you should go and join the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. You send in three bucks a month, voluntarily, of course, and we take it in. We promote the show to more radio stations, spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide, and as fast as possible. Get all the details, learn about the perks, amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. We're talking about the MIT student who was arrested and is being charged with, uh, among other things, the possession of a hoax device. She walked into an airport to pick up a friend, uh, went to an information kiosk to ask if the, if, I guess the flight had come in or whatever, and or if the person had left the airport. And uh, she had a device hanging off of the front of her sweatshirt, which some people say resembled a bomb. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I'm not a bomb expert, and apparently neither were these guys that decided to draw down on her, held her at gunpoint as they uh, interrogated her and, I presume, forced her to to remove the sweatshirt and that sort of thing. And, Mark, uh, your your fascist colors are really showing tonight, bright, uh, really brightly, actually, because you said that it'd be okay in your book and that you would uh, you would support the police popping a few into this young lady if, indeed, uh, uh, no, I, know, they I, felt it was appropriate. If you're going to quote me, quote me correctly. I said that I wouldn't feel bad, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't lose a moment of sleep. Disgusting. And in fact, what this you're is doing... This a human being you're talking about. An idiot. That's a person, not true. Yes. You don't know who if she, she is. Look, if she whacked a hornet's nest and got stung, I wouldn't feel bad. If she walked out in front of a train and got run over, I wouldn't feel bad. And if she walks into an airport with a fake bomb on her chest and the cops draw down and shoot her, with a bunch of I overreact- don't feel bad. With a bunch of overreacting cops who didn't do any bit of uh, of investigation whatsoever before sure they, they got violent. Sure they did. They put the guns on her and they took the shirt off and they went poking around. I don't think these guys have ever encountered a real suicide bomber. A real suicide you know how bomber. Many people survive encountering a suicide bomber? Huh? 
Tell That's me. That's none, exactly. That's because by the time that bomb goes off, it's already too late to do anything about it. Because Look, a real suicide bomber goes in with their bomb concealed, and if they are going to reveal it at all, reveals it just before they set it off, and it's, it's too late it's just to do not a true. damn thing Israel about it. Israel has caught suicide bombers. They've managed to do it. So what? I mean, you know, these guys thought they caught somebody. They weren't sure. It's their job to investigate this crap. Christy from Instructables.com, where Simpson, the Simpson is the young lady, is a regular participant on the site, says Star was an intern at Squid Labs this summer. is an all-around awesome geek who loves to build things. FYI, friends at MIT says she wears the hoodie on a regular basis. It's just unfortunate that she happened to have it on while trying to pick up a friend at the airport. MIT students don't really do mornings or worry about what they're wearing, so I can't imagine she'd even think about her clothes before heading out to pick up a friend at the airport before 8 o'clock. She probably figured, you know, it's cold, I'm putting this on, I'm going out to the airport. She, wasn't, she didn't have to get through security to pick up her friend at the airport. She probably didn't think anything of it. She uh, probably likes the idea of carrying around a fake bomb all the time. <laughs> I don't think that she sees it as a fake bomb. I think that you're making a very sort of nasty assumption about this young lady just because she wasn't paying attention to what she was wearing. According to Christy from Instructables.com, I talked to Star briefly. She's out on bails just fine and thinks the whole thing is crazy. Of course, the cops have impounded her swe- uh, sweatshirt, so <laughs> now she has to do something else for career day. I, I, just, I just think that your reaction here, Mark, is totally unacceptable, totally unnecessary. It's very clear this girl was not a threat, very clear she was not dangerous, very clear this is not a bomb. I don't see and... how it's clear. A person walking around with a bomb is a threat. Yeah. Um, again, someone walking around with a bomb wouldn't What's be displaying it on the like? front of they their all sweatshirt. Look, they all look different. You never know exactly what somebody's going to do. There are people, I'm sure, that have walked around with bombs. Well, and maybe what we should them. do then is, you know, and sh- just in sh- just make sure that every single woman is searched because there's something jutting out from her chest. There could be bombs underneath there, Mark. Maybe we need to do a field search on every single woman I'm that walks through an the airport. Po- I'm asking the police who work for me to do, to use a no, certain amount of to use a certain amount of discretion. That amount of discretion is. I don't know, if somebody's got a thing that has flashing lights on it, wires sticking out of it, and a battery, and looks homemade, maybe you should ask them some questions. Let's go to the phones. I don't have a problem with them asking questions. Right. It was the pointing submachine guns part that seemed a little unnecessary. I think that they were trying to defend the people that were in the immediate vicinity. That would have done anything to defend anything. In case she decided to push the plunger on this thing. How do you know that she even had a plunger? How do you know that uh, she didn't have, for instance, the bomb somehow tied into uh, her central nervous system, so where if they did... Uh, pop her off. I'm thinking a plunger is a little cheaper. Rate, well, you know, if you're a terrorist and you want to, you know, you, you want to build a bomb, you could get creative. I doubt it'd be that much more well, then, expensive. Then, in fact, I'm glad that what the cops did was not just pop her right in the head and Thank uh, rely on didn't. the. Uh, um, Thank goodness they didn't, because the trigger she re- that would have gone off in her nervous right, because system. Because if she really was a terrorist, she would have already blown that bomb up. The whole thing is completely unnecessary. Let's talk to Joe in New York. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Joe Mark. in New York. Hey, Mark. Yes, sir. Mark. I, yeah, I heard you the first time. Boo. Boo? Are Boo. you scared? Um, yeah, I'm not scared by this girl. You, uh, you sound like it. I think the fear factor has gotten to a lot of people on this issue, man. No, I'm I mean, not scared on. of her. I just think she's fear, incredibly fear, stupid. Fear. The whole entire fascist rant that you are on is fear-driven. This is obviously a, a case of reason and logic and fucking... Oh, Whoa, we can't let you get later. away with that. 800-259-9231. I understand people are upset. Uh, try to keep it in line. Let's talk to Charles in Wisconsin. Charles, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. 
Hey, how's it going, guys? What's Good, on sir? your mind, Charles? Um, well, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of maybe some sculptural pieces that are kind of pretty to look at an airport and stuff, but an, an airport is not an art gallery. Yeah, actually, but, in our airport, they have a uh, they they have a couple of mooses fighting. I think Great. that it's just a sweater that she wears on a daily basis. I don't think that she woke up and said, "I'm going to display my art at the the airport." That's today. what her friends say. They say she wears it all the time. Even so, though, I mean, she's an MIT student. She's from Boston. She saw all what happened with those light bright boards in January. She wasn't expecting to get hassled at the airport when she shows up with a bunch of circuit board strapped to her sweatshirt. I, I don't see it unreasonable to, you know, have a, t- a chat with somebody um, and maybe do a little investigating, but to draw down and hold submachine guns on a, you know, a little 19-year-old girl uh, who obviously is not a, a danger whatsoever, I think is totally I, unnecessary. I, I see this, this part about the obviously is not a danger part is totally out of line, Ian. She had a fake bomb strapped to her shirt. Charles, any other thoughts? Um... No, that's about it. All right, thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. You're calling it a fake bomb. Look, I don't I, know if she considers it a I've fake bomb. I've taken some time to look at it, and it looks close enough to um, to be a bomb that I don't have a problem with this. Sorry. I mean, I try to be reasonable here. Really. If if she had, you know, just some flashing lights on her shirt, if she had a flashing mm-hmm. Transformers t-shirt, I'd say the cops were out of line, Ian. But she really? has this dumb. How do you know square... there's not a bomb underneath the shirt if there are flashing lights poking through it? You anybody could have a bomb underneath their shirt. They could have one surgically implanted in their mm-hmm. gut, Ian. I'm just asking them to use their brains a little bit. And t- as far as I'm concerned, it's completely reasonable for a person with this circuit board and some flashing lights and a battery sewn onto the front of her shirt. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, if you had a bomb, what would you do with it in an airport? Tom in New Hampshire. Tom in New Hampshire going once. Tom. Okay, yeah. Okay, now I, I hear there's that uh, sound that they that the phone makes when they put me on. Gotcha. Okay, now, uh, about that, uh, rule number one, always presume that the cops are totally in the wrong. Okay? <laughs> in, in all, the general policy here. But uh, that wasn't what I, I called to talk about. I, okay. I called to talk about, about something else here, and that is that... Uh, on October 29, 1999, this guy was just walking down the street minding his own business, and a cop decided that the pedestrian supposedly fit the description of somebody else that they were looking for on a probation violation. They do that a lot. Yeah, well, uh, in other words, he's black. Even if he was an identical twin brother of the guy that they were looking for, the other guy was on probation or cocaine, which mm-hmm. the government never had any right to ban in the first place. So the cop was totally in the wrong the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now, but they got this thing uh, called Terry versus Ohio, a Supreme Court rule Terry that Pats. says that they can come up with any excuse to hassle and interrogate somebody. They supposedly also have the right to frisk them for weapons. Correct. Okay, let the record show that Orthodox libertarians do not accept Terry versus Ohio. We never did. We never will. Well, the pedestrian tried to avoid a violent confrontation by simply leaving. He saw the cop walking up and said, not this cop again. Right. Uh, and tried to, to avoid a confrontation by simply leaving, but the cop would have none of that and ran after him. Okay, well, the pedestrian uh, wound up... I mean, the cop was, of course, getting all burned up, all hot under the collar because a mere human had the nerve not to immediately submit to a Terry frisk. I mean, mm. they think 
that these idiots don't know the, the, what the Supreme Court has Tom, done. we'll let you finish the story in hour two. Hang on. 800-259-9231. I wonder what happened here. And, of course, if you want to continue to comment on the bomb situation, so-called, uh, down in Boston, would love to hear from you. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. As we launch into hour number two of the program, it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, freetalklive.com. Spent, I think, pretty much all the first hour talking about the new terror controversy coming out of... Well, Boston again, where they tend to overreact to pretty much everything. Now, Mark, you say that it was all right for them to draw guns on this uh, 19-year-old girl who rolled out of bed in the morning. She goes to MIT. She p- threw on a sweater, which she wears pretty much on a daily basis, that happened to have a, you know, a little something that some people thought looked like a bomb on, on the front of it. Was it all right for her to wear that sweater to the uh, airport? Yeah, I don't see what the problem is. I think what was not all right was how the police responded to it. But I might even give you, just for the sake of argument, Mark, I might even give you the point that, okay, let's presume that it it, it just is standard policy for the police to draw their weapons upon anybody who they believe is suspicious, that, that could be carrying something possibly dangerous. If if indeed the police believe that somebody is carrying something dangerous and they feel it necessary to to draw their weapons who am I to second judge them? Okay, I'll give you that point, all right? But after you've drawn your weapons on the suspect, in this case, little 19-year-old Star Simpson from MIT, mm-hmm. after you've drawn your weapons and asked the questions and had her, you know, remove the sweatshirt or whatever it is you need her to do to make yourself feel like she's not actually a mad terrorist bomber, which they obviously were able to determine at some point because they didn't shoot her and she didn't blow anything up and they determined that she was just a college student there to meet somebody at the airport. So after you've ascertained what indeed the situation is, would it not make sense to simply apologize for the hassle and say, look, maybe you shouldn't wear this again? You know, please don't wear it at, while you're in the airport. Sorry, please go about your day. Uh, it, thank you very much. But no, they didn't do that. Instead, they charged her with possession of a hoax device, and there was some other charge I don't have sitting in front of me right here. And now people like you, sanctimonious jerks, are getting on the airwaves and posting all over on the uh, the Internet saying, Yeah, I should have shot her, and da-da-da-da-da. This is say, terrible. I didn't say they should have shot her. I said people like you. I had a said, caller the first hour who, who said he wouldn't... F- he wouldn't feel bad if she got shot and would go as far as... And you said you as... wouldn't feel bad either. Look, now, I, I would not you feel bad. Because you think she's stupid. I and I think, think she's, that's I just think she's you. in running for this year's Darwin Award. Sir, Absolutely. I think that is you trying to make yourself feel good because you're intimidated by this little girl. I'm intimidated According by... According to her resume, this... <laughs> that's right. You're afraid to find out how smart she is. You know she's from MIT, and so therefore you just want to say she's stupid because of what she did. Well, according to her online uh, there's resume... There's lots of smart people that do lots of stupid things, well, my friend. You can... Okay, yeah, then, all the fine. De- all the degrees in the world doesn't change the fact that she wore a fake bomb it's to an one airport. Thing to, it's one thing to say she might not have, uh, she might have left her common sense at home that day, but to call this girl stupid That's is not That's what a person fair. who leaves their common sense at home um, that day is. Well, sir, you're wrong about I'm that. I'm sorry. You know, one stupid act can define, can, can end the rest of your life. 
And I'm, that's just the way it is. Right. Uh, but is it necessary for them to charge her with a crime? She did not enter that airport with any intentions of causing any trouble whatsoever. Which is what she was charged with. She was charged with having a hoax device, which is a total BS charge. It's the same charge they uh, they threw against the guys with the Moon Knight things earlier this year in Boston. Now, look, I've got a pro- I do have problems the way our criminal justice system set up. I absolutely do. Because if this girl's able to defend herself, if she's able to show that she did not, in fact go to that airport with the intention of hoaxing the crap out of these people um, with a bomb. And I am not convinced that she did not, and I think that the cops are right to charge her with that. But if she's able to show that she didn't do it, then she's going to be out a whole bunch of money in her defense. I think that there should be a different system. I think, for instance, someone at that airport should have to charge her, should have to say, I thought that was a bomb. I felt like my life was in danger. I feel she threatened me. And they should have to go and, um, you know, that person or that group of people should have to be able to bring a case against her. And then if, if they lose that case, then they should have to pay for her legal expenses. I think that there's some problem with our criminal justice system. But do I think there's anything wrong with her being charged? Absolutely not. Here's a little excerpt from her online resume. She, uh, in the spring of 2007, spent time at the MIT Media Lab where she worked to construct and deploy the first Autom, a socially interacting robot designed to encourage people to meet their weight loss goals by tracking and encouraging their efforts. The project became the company Intuitive Automata. In 2006, she worked on the Ping Pong Plus, a technically augmented, visually responsive ping pong table. Those are just a couple of the things she's, she has done so far. And look, and I'm sure that she'll, be, she'll do great things but vincent van gogh was insane too okay i'm just rebutting your claims that this girl is stupid mark wearing a fake bomb i think you're just trying to make yourself but I feel good i don't think good. that she saw <laughs> it as ludicrous. a fake bomb it was just a sweater that she made right. because she was already do-it-yourself clothing there's a lot of people that are really into she, that i sort suppose of thing. she could have been car- um, could have been wear- carrying in her hands some art that looked remarkably like a 40 um a 40 caliber absurd. revolver that's but, absurd uh, you know if if they shot her for it then i wouldn't feel bad still i do not feel bad you're disgusting I've looked at, i have you looked have at no this emotions. picture i have looked at this picture and i'm telling you it looks enough yeah. like a bomb you feel differently if it was your kid mark you're disgusting. Look, I would tell my kid, don't go to the airport where these crazy adrenaline junkie Even cops if, are. And if the kid did anyway, you wouldn't feel bad about it? I'd feel terrible that oh, my child made a mistake kid. because oh, that's what this girl did. She made a huge mistake that cost a lot of people big, man. Right, but if she loses her life over it, you don't care about that. It's not your kid, right? I would feel but badly. if it's your kid, then you would care, right? You said you wouldn't Look, feel badly. Look, there's six billion people on this planet. I'm supposed to feel bad when, when one of them, one of the dumbest I've heard of recently, dies? There you go, no, calling her I dumb don't. again. That's because she did something I think dumb. I think you've got an inferiority complex. Let's talk I think to you, Coffee. I think you've run out of points. Let's talk, talk to Coffee in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Live with a fascist. Hi, guys. Hey, hey, man. I'm really enjoying the show. What's on your mind, Coffee? <laughs> and, you know, all the uh, years I've listened to you, Ian, I, this is the first time I've ever disagreed with you. Okay. My God, Coffee, you disagree with Ian? <laughs> I don't believe it. Uh, and the reason I say that, Mark, you say she's stupid, but I saw the uh, video of her at her arraignment, uh-huh. at, or her uh, hearing, I guess it was. She looked awfully serene. You know, she didn't have the demeanor... So you think she intended this whole? Uh, this? I think she's. I think she's crafty, and I think she was making a statement. In, uh, you know, there's a couple things struck me as I was listening to you. One is the, the little funny inside jokes that she can get away with on campus. Ian, you'll have to concede that post 9/11, you can't get away with stuff like that. If I walk into an airport that any, if anything even suggests that it's a bomb, I want you to shoot me. I want you to shoot me because I've lost my mind. 
That's nuts, in my opinion. No, shoot somebody because nuts. because they Mark, made a mistake. Shoot Mark, somebody because uh, they might not have been thinking, or shoot shoot now, somebody because of a prank. Well, now wait a minute. Common sense is not something you can take on and, and or put on and take off. If you've got it, you've got it, and you have to believe the girl. Her achievements at MIT would suggest that she's pretty sharp. Yeah, well, you she's can a, she's absolutely an forget she's an overnight your success sense now. for a day. What you said about uh, what was the comment you said a few minutes ago about um, the, her facial expressions or her demeanor or something while she, she was at home? She looked very serene. Okay, this what you exactly what you just said reminds me of a situation, not exactly similar, but when I was in high school, um, I got into it with my principal. I was expelled under the um, charges. Bomb threat was basically what I got. It was right after. Uh, Columbine, so they got me with the zero tolerance policy. But before I got expelled, I had to go to this meeting and sit around a table with a bunch of school board people. And I had a lawyer with me, and and I was I w- really was feeling very bad about it. Um, but afterwards, they told me that my facial expressions and my demeanor wasn't serious enough. So not only were they going to punish me, however they were, but they were also going to increase the punishment. And what you just said reminded me exactly of that situation, and I really was sorry, and what I really you, was feeling badly, but What you said people, reminds me of someone, anyone who sits before a parole board. Unfortunately, it's their game, and they read every little tick and every little uh, word that you say, and if they, you know, they've had a bad day or they think that you're not up to it, they're, they're going to slap a heavier sentence on you, right? All I'm saying is people, re- people re- react differently in different situations, and I don't think that just because she necessarily wasn't looking sorry enough or whatever, really, I don't think that me- necessarily means anything. Coffee makes a great point, though. She she has brought this on herself. She has her done daddy, something incredibly I would stupid. If I had spent my money wisely at MIT. Well, thanks for the call, Coffee. We appreciate it. Uh, by the way, check your phone. There's a funny little clicking in the background there. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line. And, uh, oops, I forgot about Tom. He's still there. We'll get back to him, and he can finish his story Aww. here in a bit. Oh. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. Love to hear your thoughts on the Mad Bomber story out of Boston. Actually, just a young college girl that probably didn't think very much before she rolled out of bed. Uh, but anyway, we'll get to your calls on that. 800-259-9231. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free. We've got updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, you'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy, mess, savvy Rest's mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. All right. I had uh, promised Tom that we would get back to his story. He's going to have to recap it for those of our listeners just tuning in. Tom in New Hampshire, you're back on Free Talk Live. 
Uh, yeah, the, the pedestrian was peacefully walking down the street minding his own business. Supposedly, he fit the description of somebody that they were looking for on a probation violation. Which is, by the way, a common excuse that police officers will use in order to harass you. They'll say, well, someone just robbed the uh, convenience store uh, d- down the street and where you look like you might be the, uh, the culprit. You know, they'll make up all kinds of garbage like that to harass people. But go ahead. As an excuse to hassle and interrogate them and then frisk them for weapons mm-hmm. and then arrest them for uh, possession of the cocaine in their pockets and, and that sort of thing. Well, uh, the cop got all burned up because the mere human hesitated to obey uh, orders to stop walking down the street. But that's okay because no matter how burned up they get, no matter how hot under the collar they get, that cop cooled off soon enough in the refrigerator at the morgue. Oh, dear. It seems that the Bill of Rights never got through that cop's head, but on the night of 29 October 1999, a 38-caliber bullet did, and that was all for that Winchester, Virginia police sergeant. Whereupon... Hundreds of cops descended upon the scene. Cops from as far away as Fairfax County, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Fairfax sent a helicopter. To as they tend to do. Infrared, oh, yeah, with infrared image uh, technology and all that good stuff. To, to, they hunted this guy down, which they would not have been able to do if they had been taken out on 28 October now, of May. I think... Now, <laughs> oh, no, Tom, I, I don't advocate the killing of police officers, but I do think that you bring up a very, very relevant point. The fact is, um, you know, if some if somebody kills a police officer... It, it, they'll the, the police will come from miles around states. Right. They'll come from the whole northeast. Will descend upon you know your little town or whatever just to look for the one person that would have the gall to kill a police officer. But you know if if that same crook kills me and takes my wallet or whatever, they could care less. The likelihood no, of the them point. finding out most who it was are unsolved. Most murders, especially murders that were um, committed by people that were totally unrelated to you. Those are the ones that definitely go unsolved. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of times what the police do is they put together, okay, who is the uh, who is the husband, who is the boyfriend, who is the, you know, they they do a little bit of investigating that sure. way. If there's any investigation done at all, murders they do investigations on. But if you get something stolen from your house, please forget about it. Now here's the point I'm trying to make though. There's no such thing as good cops because the reason people are afraid to fight back and take these necessary defensive actions is because of all the swarms of cops and by the way the police union uh, later unanimously passed a resolution uh, saying they think that the police station that was under construction at the time ought to be named after this bad cop that was trying to enforce a at best was trying to enforce a cocaine law by trying to arrest somebody on uh Tom, thank, thank you for the call. I really appreciate hearing from you. You know, one of the I don't agree with uh, his advocacy of killing cops either. It's just going to result in uh, more violence upon violence, and of course, it'll result in your immediate uh, demise, as most likely happened to that gentleman in that case. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's what happens. They come in and they they swarm in, and and whenever a cop dies, he's instantaneously a hero, which also shows that uh, there's some sort of there's some sort of difference between us and them. Like when we die. We're not heroes by default, but they are for some right. for some reason. They get in an auto wreck, and there's got to be a parade. I also I also think it's important to point out that the drug war not only hurts us, but a cop died because he was enforcing this silly this silly true. law. So if you want your family members that are cops not to risk their lives for something that isn't right, 
we've got to end this drug war. It's crazy. Absolutely. A lot of cops uh, a lot of cops would be alive today if it weren't for the war on drugs. Absolutely. And what did they die for? What the hell did they die for? They, they didn't haven't do made anything. A, they haven't even right. made a dent. Right. The politicians that pass these laws, the people that benefit that benefit from these laws being passed, the right. the liquor industry, uh, the the uh, lumber industry, the you know the people that grow trees mm-hmm. so that we can use to uh, make paper rather than hemp, all the all the people that benefit from drugs being illegal, they're not taking bullets. Nope. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, let's go to Puke in New Hampshire on the amplifier line. Hello, Puke. What's on your mind? Good evening, all. Hey. Uh, I want to go middle ground with this whole bomb thing. Okay. Um, I sort of agree with you, Ian, that they did overreact a little bit, and I sort of agree with Mark that they were doing their job. It's certainly not Uh, uncommon for them to overreact. Yeah. um, You know, I think they just could have. Obviously, it was a weird shirt, and I think they were right to have their suspicions. Absolutely. I'm not saying they were wrong to be suspicious. I just feel like they went way overboard. Uh, I don't think they should have been pointing submachine guns at this young lady. Um, I mean, they could have. Somebody could have slipped. Their uh, finger could have hit the trigger. Uh, This girl could have died for absolutely no reason. And also, I don't think they should have charged her with any crime. She didn't have any. uh, From from what we can tell, there was no intent here uh, to disturb anything. Right. Well, they should have, you know, when she was outside, wherever they were pointing the guns at her. And I don't know if they were pointing guns at her. Oh, yes, they were. That wasn't there, were they? Yep. Submachine guns, in fact. I think, you know, they were right to be suspicious um, because you never know. There are a lot of loonies around. And, uh, you know, they should have just been like, you know, do you have a bomb? Take the shirt off and set it on the ground and we'll investigate it or whatever. They just, you know, there, there is a right way to go about it. And they just overreact every time. Yep. That's just how I feel. I mean, they they could have gone about it much more sensibly and just questioned the girl, and she would have been like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just, you know, I made this shirt. I work at MIT or whatever, and... You know, it's, or it was a prank or whatever. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Well, the last time the police overreacted in an airport, or at least one of the, the recent times, was, oh gosh, was it down in Miami where they shot a guy in the back uh, because he had a, what was it, he had oh, a right. backpack on or something like that, and they were freaking out about it for, for whatever reason? And he didn't have any gun, guns or bombs well, or, or anything like that. She's very fortunate that she didn't get shot because when right. they've got their hands on the trigger and they're you know, adrenaline pumping, I mean, how many times have we read, have you guys read stories on the air where they say, okay, freeze, I'm going to shoot you if you don't. Bah. And then, yeah. <laughs> it's happened. Right. I've there's seen a, video footage of it. There's a correct way to do it, and that's to have the muzzle down. But, you know, I mean, you can raise the muzzle of that weapon and, you know, Half a second and aim and fire. Absolutely. You don't have to be pointing at, at someone who clearly, is, you know, you don't know if they have a weapon or not. This yeah. is America. It's not the middle of Palestine a or whatever. Fright, a frightened little college girl. I mean, that's who they're yeah. That's who they're. Oh, wait, with. I thought she was an MIT genius. You think she would have figured out that it was stupid to wear a computer board? Thanks they? for the call, Puke. We appreciate it. Uh, you know what? I mean, you can keep calling her stupid, Mark, but... Uh, I, I, you just called her a genius. I want to know. I mean, clearly I call she her is... a genius. Well, clearly she is a genius. I mean, uh, she's working she's on just, robotics I think stuff. she's smarter than you, that's all. No, she likely uh, is, You know, I, I like know better what, than to wear a freaking fake bomb to the I airport. I like what Chris, at, uh, the, at, uh, on one of these articles posted here, and, uh, just a comment. He says, in the, in the real world, nobody puts LEDs on chunks of C4 or Semtex or artillery cell, shells or suicide vests, nor do they have countdown timers or any of those things either. Stop conflating what you see in movies and on television with the way things are in real life. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything. Toll-free number 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Live streams are there, a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. Are you prepared for the day the dollar drops to zero? D2Z.org proposes that day is near. Go to D2Z.org and learn how to survive and thrive during the U.S. dollar crisis. That's D2Z.org. According to TheWeekExtra.com, the Liberty Dollar has yet again landed someone in a jail cell. Rockford, Illinois. A Rockford couple was arrested this spring for using and trying to use Liberty Dollars at three Walworth businesses. So it happened back in the spring, but it's being reported on now. This is actually a recent story. Uh, The suspects, Sean A. Kronish, 22, who happens to be actually one of the denizens of the NHFree.com forums that we talk about so much here on Free Talk Live. Okay. Uh, And uh, Svetlana Dudnik. Dudnik, who's 24, may be the first to try and use the private barter currency in Walworth County, said the district attorney. The couple is also the first to post their story on a blog site, walworthcorruption.blogspot.com, which the site apparently is aimed at exposing corruption in Walworth County, Wisconsin, by any and all persons holding a government job. It's unclear who started the site on it. The couple tells their story of how they were allegedly harassed by police, booked in jail, and thrust into the court system for, as they say, not doing anything wrong. On May 6th, Sean Cranish was getting something to eat at the Dairy Ripple in Walworth and attempted to pay for his meal with a $20 fine Silver Liberty dollar. Shortly after he gave it to the clerk, a police officer arrived and starting at, uh, started to ask him questions. Sean, a writer claiming to be Sean on the blog, wrote, I tried to explain that it was not against the law and that I was offering silver for trade. Kranish and Dudnik, who, according to the postings, are now married, were arrested and taken to jail. Both are charged with four counts of misdemeanor theft. Kranish also was carried... Did they give them their dollars back then? What, the Liberty dollars? Right. Well, if they're claiming that it was theft... They're probably being held as evidence. Thieves thieves don't, um, you know, give you anything. Um, This isn't theft. Well, that's what they're being charged with. And, in fact, he's also been arrested for carrying a concealed weapon. He had a forty-five caliber handgun in a CD case, and he was wearing an empty holster at the time. Uh, A CD case was in his car, apparently, so... I guess that's concealed. <laughs> Walworth police were notified of Liberty Dollars being used at the Walworth Landing gas station, and then they list a few other places as well. In late April, change was given back in at least one of the instances. Dudnik uh, told police she was with Krenish when he used the coins at the three locations. According to the complaint, the cases are still pending. Krenish wrote on his blog, quote, I've spoken to many lawyers since this has happened, and they've all said the same thing. Walworth County, Wisconsin, is the most corrupt county in the state. They nail people, especially people from out of town or out of state. It's a huge racket, just like everywhere else. But in Walworth, they do whatever they want with impunity, unquote. Krenish wondered why he couldn't get the silver pieces back from the stores and give them actual currency, as he'd done before in Rockford, according to the posting. Now, uh, this is not an unfamiliar situation to me. I haven't been arrested for using Liberty Dollars, but I am a Liberty Dollar associate. And I've used them. um, I have used them in the past, and uh, they're great. They're wonderful pieces of silver, actual real silver. Um, I guess people get confused because they think that they're trying to imitate uh, U.S. official currency, which is very clear that they're not, considering it actually says 
Liberty Dollar has a 800 phone, uh, telephone number. Right, has a, has a, a website. website on it. I mean, uh, how how in the world how in the world could they be trying to counterfeit anything with a website on their coin or they, their piece? Right, and so I mean, they're just they're just confused. The cops and the uh, the law enforcers in this particular case. Unfortunately, because of all the confusion, people end up getting locked in jail cells. And this is just a this is a trade. When you go up and you purchase and you're tr- trying to purchase a product, and you hand them a Silver Liberty, which is one ounce of silver, you hand them this 20 it's, it says $20 on it. Now, of course, the value changes, actually, in reality. The value of an ounce of silver differs, depending on the marketplace. Right. But an ounce of silver is by no means $20. They stamp the, the, the number uh, 20 on it for simply ease of use. Uh, you can take that in and trade it for whatever the business owner will trade it for. Right. Well, here's uh, here's something that I I think that people probably don't understand is you know an ounce of silver's thirteen fifty now right now or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but if you were to get a silver uh, double eagle, I think it's called is what it's called a silver double eagle minted okay. by the United States Mint, it's going to have a premium on it. It's not going to be thirteen fifty. It costs money to have them take that silver and turn it into a little round disc for you. Mm. Um, now, their premium might be $18, $19 for that uh, double, double eagle. I don't see any problem with uh, the Liberty Dollar calling their minted coin, the Liberty Dollar, a $20 piece. They can they can call it whatever they want to call it. When you're dropping it in somebody's, when you're putting it in somebody's hand, a clerk's hand, and you tell them this is real silver, they get to make the decision for themselves as to whether or not they want to accept that. Now, nobody every time, put a gun to their head. Every time that I have used these, um, used them at stores, I've used the uh, the piece the pieces the the silver um, you know pieces that they right. have. I haven't used the any silver of the liberty they as they are called. And the clerk has bought them. They've mm-hmm. come out of their pocket with with a twenty dollar bill and exchanged it for it right there. Pretty typical, yeah. Because they're very shiny, very attractive. They're nice. They're heavy. And they feel good. And most people haven't seen real silver. That's true. Um, usually, it gets quite a bit of attention yeah. when you pull one of these things out. So it's not like you're trying they, to. They catch the light in a manner that is totally unlike these crappy little things we right. call coins. No one would ever be confused. No, no one, if you put a uh, half, if you put a government coin in front of uh, these in front of somebody, and you put a silver liberty in front of somebody, no one would be confused. About uh, what the difference is. Right. I could go just as easily buy a uh, numismatic coin from uh, Midas Resources mm-hmm. and try to exchange that for some kind of goods or services. I could go to the Dairy Ripple and buy five ice cream cones and ex- attempt to exchange an old uh, silver coin with them for it for whatever I wanted. What's the problem? Well, according to the U.S. Mint, using the Liberty Dollars as a circulating currency could be a federal crime. But it's not to their... a circulating currency. Exactly. According to... Well, no, it is a circulating currency. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Uh, quote, they are not genuine United States Mint bullion coins and are not legal tender, according to the Mint's website. These medallions are privately produced products that are neither backed by nor affiliated with the United States government. Well, they're just stating the obvious. Right. Who cares whether it's affiliated with the United States government? Are you telling me that somehow because they're the government, they imbue that silver with some kind of magic? No, but what is illegal, and this is definitely illegal, is going and passing something off as though it is legal tender, as though it is a U.S. government government minted right. uh, product. This That's is a, not what the, he was doing. This is $20. This is 20 U.S. dollars. You know, you can't do that. No. Don't, don't. You wouldn't take the Liberty Dollar and, and portray it as that actual would currency. Be illegal. The clerk would know it wasn't 20 U.S. dollars. No, I don't, I don't know that they necessarily they do. Wouldn't I think, necessarily I think some people look it at it and they nothing like it. I, if, if, upon really close inspection, that's true. But I've, 
I don't think people know exactly what they're getting. They just don't know. Right. Every time I've ever handed somebody a Liberty Dollar or showed somebody a Liberty Dollar, they always hold it and say, wow, what is this? They they don't know what it is. They're in awe by it, yes. I, I so think obviously... That, I think I've given it to people, and they've thought that it was a U.S. currency. I've also left my card. If there's any problems, right. let me know. I'll come and exchange um, you know, dollars for it or whatever. But I remember I handed um, handed to a good friend of mine, Wes, and he's um, he's like, what is this? It has a 800 number on it. I, you know, <laughs> but he's quick. He's he's one of the smartest guys I know. I, I think likely he would uh, discern the little and things. And he was a little different. confused then, yeah. Uh, Bern- Bernard von Nothaus, who we've had on this show, is the creator of the Liberty Dollar, is mm-hmm. currently suing the government for damaging his business after the U.S. Mint publicized warnings about the coins. The Liberty Dollar is a private voluntary barter currency, which is not and has not been represented as legal tender, coin, or current money in the United States According to the lawsuit, the company has, quote, encouraged persons who utilize the barter currency to offer it to merchants as barter payment for goods and services, but not as legal tender or current money. It is legal to use if agreed upon by the merchants, Von Nothaus argues. The company's website reminds users the coins are not U.S. currency, but says to offer them with the confidence it will be accepted. The U.S. Mint, the only entity allowed to issue legal tender, accuses the advertisements for the company are confusing because it says the Liberty Dollars are legal and constitutional. And they are. There's nothing in the Constitution that specifically prohibits a private currency from existing in America. Nothing whatsoever. No. So, therefore, they are legal. Now, the U.S. Mint wants you to believe otherwise, but they're just playing with words. This is not, it's not actually illegal to do what this guy did. Of course, that won't stop you from getting arrested. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. Say CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. But if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then we ask that you go shopping with us at store.freetalklive.com. You go there and you can uh, get access to, let's see, Free Talk Live t-shirts and hats, and uh, we've got hoodies, we've got DVD Classic Archive Collector Set, the lighter bottle opener combo, flags, other t-shirts that don't even have our logo on them. Head over to store.freetalklive.com, get your shopping done, help the show, and get some cool gear. Store.freetalklive.com. Now, we touched earlier on, or we not touched, we talked quite a bit about uh, the current security situation in airports, but more from a mad bomber perspective. Now let's talk about what may be coming to an airport near you that's going to affect everyone. A new rule. Yeah, for instance... We've uh, talked to uh, some of our listeners. In fact, I've tried this, and I know it is true. You can, in America today, get on an airplane without showing identification to the government bureaucrats. It is possible. You can. Um, they want to You'll change likely that have now. to get wanded or prodded or something like that. Right. They want to change that now. In fact, uh, they want to do more than just that. The Department of Homeland Security is proposing, in fact, they just had a hearing on it this week, uh, this from PapersPlease.org, great website that's keeping up to date with uh, the rise of the police state and the rise of uh, demanding papers from Americans, which is something that 
you never would have thought would have happened here, but it is. In a recent series of publications in the Federal Register, the Department of Homeland Security is proposing a comprehensive new system of surveillance and, perhaps more importantly, control of both domestic and international travelers. The proposed new rules, which are currently open for public comments, would require that, number one, and I think the comment phase is over because it was uh, they just had a hearing on it yesterday. All number one, all would-be international travelers to or from the United States, even U.S. citizens crossing the U.S.-Canada border on foot, would have to have government-issued ID credentials. Number two, all would-be passengers on international or domestic flights to, from, over, via, or within the United States, within the United States would have to have both government-issued ID credentials and explicit case-by-case prior permission from the Department of Homeland Security's to the airline to allow each passenger to board a plane. The proposed what? That's crazy. That the the, the the TSA gives you permission um, to get on a plane. Well, no, they're already doing that. They already have the uh, the no-fly list, right? So if your name comes up on the no-fly list, then right. you don't have there's permission a, to get on the plane. There's a list saying who can't fly. Mm-hmm. But in this case, they're saying, look, you need permission permission from every um, f- for every person who does get on a plane. This is permission to fly, not, um, not a uh, restriction from flying. The proposed rules would enforce the requirements for papers and permits through default provisions that would, number one, require all air travelers to show their papers... Uh, to airline staff on request of the Department of Homeland Security under penalty of denial of transportation, or two, and two rather, forbid any airline from issuing a boarding pass to anyone or allowing them to board a plane unless and until the airline received individual permission, a cleared message, authorizing that airline to allow that specific person on that flight. So... Presumably, there will be some sort of computer screen in front of the airport, uh, the airline employee that will either give you permission to get on the plane or deny you permission to get on the plane. If the airline does not have explicit uh, authorization to allow you on the plane, they are, are denied to disallow you on the plane. Now, what if what if I go to um, Santa Cruz this uh, you know in the, in the next month or so to go mm-hmm. visit my uh, relatives, and while I'm there. What's that? NKSCO. NKSCO. I go see uh, Michael uh, Zwirling. Yes. Uh, what if I lost my wallet while I was there? Uh-oh. I don't know. That's well, a great question. Like, on the way to the airport, I realize, holy crap, I've lost my wallet. I, I can't answer your question, Mark. It's a great question. And, uh, you know, I, I... You will have to show a government-issued photo identification upon request of... Uh, if the Department of Homeland Security... Are they going to deny me? I mean, not everybody in the world has, a, you know, thousands of dollars in the bank that they can just go ahead and afford to throw a, um, an airline ticket away. Mm-hmm. And if you buy, a say, a Southwest airline ticket... The the closer you are to the time that you're going to depart, the more the the ticket costs. So you could buy, I could buy a ticket for sixty nine dollars, perhaps to uh, go from Manchester to San Francisco. But if I want to buy a ticket tomorrow, it's going to cost me two hundred dollars, right? Maybe more to go to San Francisco. So if I have to, if I'm waylaid, I'm actually going to have to stay weeks in order to have for my ticket you, to. You're be... going to have to go Greyhound, is what you're going to have to do at that point. Because you're not going to be allowed on the plane if you can't find your ID. Well, exactly. If if we're if we're in danger because people get on I, um, get on planes without IDs, aren't we in danger if people get on buses without IDs? They'll go there next, Mark. Remember, the TSA has already been testing out a bus random bus checkpoint uh, in the Indianapolis area, so they've already. I mean, they're already working towards that. 
But they've got to control the airports 100% first and, you know, really crack down there before they can expand outward effectively. Uh, the Notice of Proposed Rulemaking and Privacy Act System of Records Notices dismisses the right, or dismiss the right of travel out of hand and ignore provisions of international law, the Bill of Rights, you know, a Peskill document, and federal law recognizing a right to free domestic international and international movement and a public right of transit by air, requiring airlines to operate as common carriers and transport all passengers paying the fare in their published tariff and requiring the DHS itself to consider these rights in its rulemaking. If you haven't gotten the proper papers, you won't be allowed even to leave the country, much less to return home. If the government doesn't choose to give the airline permission for any particular trip you want to take, you won't be allowed to get on a plane. And... Anytime any airline employee or agent says, papers please, you'll have to produce them for their private inspection, copying, and use for whatever purposes they want. Among other problems, this amounts to a general order subjecting travelers to private searches and allowing the private searchers to use any information obtained from those searches for their own commercial or other purposes. Since it is impossible to tell who is and who is not actually authorized to act on behalf of the government or to whom an airline has been delegated its work, the proposed rules would effectively subject travelers to compulsory search by anyone in any airport claiming unverifiably to be an agent of an airline. Now, they're not just claiming that, Mark and Julia. They're not just claiming that. They have links here linking to the actual details that uh, that proves that this is actually true. The way it's going to work is there is a confidentiality agreement between the airline indus- the between the airline and the Department of Homeland Security. Okay. The, the airline is not allowed to necessarily reveal that they are under orders from the Department of Homeland Security to be asking you for these things. There's some sort of weird provision in there that says that, you know, if they're asking you for the information and you, you pipe back with, well, you know, is, are you just asking me or is this, you know, something the government's telling you to do? Because this is a private employee that's going to be searching you and, and demanding your papers, not right. the government. And they, they will not be able to tell you. They cannot tell you that the Department of Homeland Security has ordered me to do this. You will simply have to comply. And if you do not comply, then you can't get on the airplane. Which, they're, what they're pointing out here is that that means that pretty much anybody could come up and make that claim to you that, well, they need to see this information or they're going to need to search you or whatever. And you'll have no way of verifying whether indeed that was something official coming from the government or just the airline themselves wanting to do that. Sort now, of hold on. I'm, I'm thinking like a criminal here for a second. Um, let's say I'm in the airport and I have those uh, – I've seen them on David Letterman. They're movie lens glasses. Mm-hmm. You can actually you know, videotape through your uh, glasses. You know what I'm talking cool. about? I've, I've never seen this, okay. but it sounds cool. There are video um, video glasses out there okay. that you can uh, you know see people through. I don't know how how accurate they are, but I'm sure that they're better than ten years ago when I was watching it on David Letterman. So, um, what if I say to somebody, you know, I I, I wear a blue blazer, mm-hmm. and um, I say to somebody, I'm can I see your ID, please? And you know, they show me their ID. So I manage to get their uh, name, date of birth, and I say. Um, I'm gonna have to see your social security card too. Ooh. Now, I, I now obviously the rules don't say that you have to show social security card, but how many Americans know better? Sure, that's a great so, point. I mean, when they're in the airport, they're in obedience mode, and they'll do whatever anyone who looks like an authority says to do. There's um, then out comes the social security card. Now I've got all the information I need in order to steal this person's identity. I've mm-hmm. got their name, I've got their date of birth, I've got their address, I've got their social security number. You've got it all. I've got it all. And I've got a video recorded in my glasses. I can pick sure. up, uh, likely I could pick up 
20, 30, 40 people's uh, names and addresses and go home in my little car, my little beat-up uh, you know, Festiva mm. that nobody saw me get into because I, I look like an airport employee while I'm inside, but I'm really just a crook in the real world. Great point. Great point. So this may be coming to an airport near you. They're currently uh, still in the rulemaking process. Who knows? It might even be worse than what they're uh, what they're talking about. We certainly know they're going to take more steps after this if they implement this. How much further can they go, really? 1-800-259-9231. Are you ready to show your papers? It may become mandatory here very soon. More on the way. Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. On the way, the top military recruiting lies. We'll get into that, but uh, we got phone calls rolling in. Uh, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones to talk to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hi. Uh, yeah, I wanted to make a comment regarding the uh, uh, ability to travel domestically in this country. Yes, sir. I guess if Congress or and Congress would be the only authority that could really approve it, because if this is legislation that Homeland Security is sending to uh, Congress uh, and they approve it, I assume domestically. Uh, we will have to follow that. If it becomes a presidential executive order, that could be challenged because only Congress could make the law, since it actually would have the effect of law, his directive. So in a sense, it would be a very interesting legal case that might uh, actually put the uh, concept of the executive order uh, settled once and for all. The first executive order was issued by George Washington so that they could actually close the government for Christmas holidays. Hmm. And legally, there's nothing in the Constitution that gives the president the capacity to make executive orders that, are, uh, that have the effect or the power of laws that can only be created by the Congress, the Senate, and the House. I, uh, so I, I see where you're be... coming uh, Frank, I see where you're coming from, and I agree with what you're saying. But I'm looking here at uh, housebrook.org, which is uh, one of the guys that's reporting on this. And again, paperspleased.org is the main site to go to get information on uh, on what's happening here. And what we're talking about is the government is proposing, it's in a notice that was buried in the Federal Register on September 5th that announced a public hearing to hear comments on the Department of Homeland Security's secure flight scheme. So I don't think this is going to be an executive order or a uh, something that, that Congress passes. I think well, it's just going to be a rule change in the Department of Homeland Security. Well, actually, the, the, uh, the Homeland Security, uh, their, their directives as law have to be passed by the Congress, the Senate, and or the House. But often what happens is they put a rider on the bill so that they pass one bit of legislation that may have 200 and other uh, bits of legislation that are on that won't be debated or that won't be discussed. And in a sense, uh, uh, 
what you're saying may be true. Now, my legal perspective would tell me that it may be five years, ten years before uh, this would actually be heard you know, by the Supreme Court, assuming it goes through the federal courts. Now, you have to realize that the Department of Homeland Security is a brand new creation, and the only laws it can make under the federal government are administrative laws within that agency. Right, so something so that employees sense, would have, we to have to be, obey? We're going to have to maybe blame Congress or the Senate, the House of Representatives or the Senate, that's allowing this legislation to pass without a vote or without the members knowing about it. But this, so is hap- this sense, happens frequently, Frank. I mean, uh, it happens, of course it does. Right. And that's a problem with our government. And exactly. I think if we had some serious cases or challenges to this, we may be able to prevent it uh, in the future. But at this point, it looks as if dictator Bush and his uh, uh, supposed uh, emergency powers that Congress is not challenging, nor uh, are the citizens in the court, because they're not able to get standing in a federal court to, to challenge these. And then right, and it costs to, money. To get it uh, sort of directed, to direct it toward the Supreme Court, where actually there could be uh, where the cases could be decided. But, you know, we can't even impeach Bush. And this actually, this type of, of legislation, uh, you know, should demand the impeachment of, of the head of Homeland Security. And I assume this was actually drafted by Chartoff, who's now our, what, the, he, he will be in the future, the uh, Attorney General. And this I, don't is a man I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be the Attorney General. Constitution but, but, with his draft of the... Uh, Patriot Act and the Homeland Security It's Act. bad news. There's no doubt about it. And, Frank, thank you for the call. I mean, what I think that is going on here is you've got the Congress that has created these bureaucracies, and they basically given them essentially just a, an open window that they can just throw all the little rules and regulations through that they want to. They don't have to ask any Congress people for permission. They don't have to have an extra law passed. It's just sort of – they could just have this open page that they can write things on and create all these new rules and regulations. Congress has basically given them the pass to say, okay, you can go ahead and create all the rules you want to now if you, you – know, just to, to, to rule the airports and to, to – have dominion over transportation and that sort of thing. And it's the rules are already stupid. The the whole idea that you can't bring a water bottle on the plane. That's right. Just Congress didn't pass that. It's that ludicrous. didn't go through Congress. That was just something that the Department of Homeland Security decided we're going to change our rules. And that's what they're doing here. They're looking at a, a rule change. The, uh, the the proposal is called Secure Flight. And just to you know, recap here for people just tuning in, we're talking about uh, this is coming from PapersPlease.org, which links to Hasbrook.org, which is a, a gentleman's blog who's pointing out that the current secure flight proposal was published back in, uh, let's see, August of this year, and they just had a hearing of it yesterday. They, they had a public hearing on this yesterday. The secure, uh, secure flight proposal would apply to domestic flights the same requirements for government-issued travel credentials and individualized explicit prior pre-flight permission to travel clearance as the DHS plans to apply to international flights under its International Advanced Passenger Information System. 
APIS rules. Now, this APIS system is to go into effect in February of 2008, which is to crack down and, and require prior approval for every single person on international flights or on just simply an international flight that might be stopping in America, whether or not they actually get off the plane. They'll have to have uh, Department of Homeland Security approval in order to do that. So they're cracking down on international flights, but now they're saying they want to apply those same rules to domestic travel, to you and I. When we get on the plane... Now, the secure flight proposal, uh, let's see, there's flight proposal, uh, it's cl- they're claiming that it needs to harmonize the domestic and international travel restrictions, as though travel within the country was tantamount to and subject to the same government restrictions and controls as crossing international borders. So they're, they're using the fact that they want to crack down internationally as an excuse to say, well, we just need this all to be on the same page. We just need to, everybody just needs to follow the same rules. So we need to bring everyone in America up to the level, everybody going from, you know, Massachusetts to Florida, up to the level of standards and, and scrutiny of an international traveler. This is what I don't understand, though. Just because uh, somebody hijacked some airplanes on September 11, 2001, and flew them into buildings, doesn't mean that that's how terrorists are going to attack in the future. For one, it's too difficult now. Uh, you know, having the TSA involved and, you know, them cracking down on us, it's just too much of a pain. Why in the world wouldn't they just buy an airplane? Fill it full of dynamite, and fly, if they want to blow up another building, fly it into the the Sears Tower or the the Capitol building. Why not just the, walk somebody up the flight of stairs and set off a you know suicide bomb at the top of a building? Or something I don't see like why I, any of these things right. could happen. There's all kinds of things they can do besides get on airplanes, which again will give them an excuse if indeed one of these things is done. Mark, if somebody hijacks a tanker truck and blows you know sets it on fire or sets off a bomb outside you know a la Oklahoma City mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they'll have a reason to crack down on the roadways so they're just waiting for a shoe to drop before they crack down outside of airports you know but, they didn't crack down on those things after Oklahoma how did we all manage to live it's amazing isn't it secure flight proposal also includes new and odious requirements that travelers display their government issued credentials not just to government agents but also to airline personnel whenever department of homeland security orders the airline to demand them but since the orders to demand id of particular would-be travelers will be given to the airline in secret and not to the traveler. Travelers will have no way to verify whether it's the airline or the contractor's demands for ID are actually based on government orders. And since the TSA's privacy officer refuses to say how travelers can verify the bona fides of people who demand ID in airports under purported government authority or what redress they have when such demands are made under false pretenses, even by people falsely claiming to be TSA employees... Which apparently has happened because he links to an article. The proposed secure flight rules would leave travelers hopelessly at the mercy of any identity thief who claims to be an airline contractor and demands your papers, please, anywhere in an airport. So, Mark, your scenario that you mentioned last hour of somebody just looking official and coming up and demanding papers and getting identification and identifying information from an air air, tra- uh, air passenger is totally possible. Will become totally an option for criminals in America as this, these new rules go through. Does this make you feel safe? This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free. We've got the bulletin board system with over a quarter of a million posts. That's a lot of posts. They're serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all. It is all for free. bbs.freetalklive.com gets you there. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. 
Now you can save time and money on common legal matters created by top attorneys. LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. Do that will right away. It's the best thing you can do for your family. Let's go to the phones, to the fun, talk to Sam in Texas. We're talking about this new uh, secure flight proposal by the Department of Homeland Security that's going to make it as difficult to travel domestically as it is to travel internationally. Well, almost. You won't have to go through customs, but uh, you will have to show identification. That will become a mandate. And also, any airport, uh, any airline employee can ask you for your identification under supposed government authority, though they, they, they aren't required to prove it to you. Um, in fact, their orders are given secretly, so there's no way to actually ascertain whether or not they're just asking you or whether or not the Department of Homeland Security has ordered them to ask you, which opens up a whole world of possible identity theft uh, options for thieves. Let's talk to Sam in Texas on the Amplifier line. Hey, Sam. Hi, y'all. Uh, I think this is actually pretty fantastic, what they're doing. Why is that? Well, the way I see it, when I fly without ID, I do that for two reasons. One, to educate the general public on, hey, this is possible and these are the underlying issues. Mm -hmm. But the other is really to force the hand of the state and just see how they respond. So typically what they're going to do is one of three things. They're going to beat the you-know-what out of you. Mm -hmm. They're going to do nothing because they don't want to look bad for beating you up. Or they're going to make new rules. And every time they make new rules, it doesn't mean that it's morally right or that it's actually an effective way to solve the problem. It just means there's more rules and more hassles. So it's, it, it cracks down a little bit more in the American people. More of them will, will uh, wake you know, up. They'll, yeah, they'll wake up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To see that, hey, this isn't working. And this isn't an effective way to do this, and we need to try something else. Yeah, I hope you're right about that, but I don't know if the American people, I mean, it's already pretty oppressive at uh, at airports, and most of Americans are just shuffling through like good little citizens. Oh, I think uh, putting uh, their, there's quite a few Americans that think that this water bottle thing is just stupid. Yeah. I agree with that, but but they don't actually have anything connected that they can do about it. There's not anything in their head that they can think of that will change the situation. They think it's stupid. And they'd be happy to have the rules changed, but what can they do? I, I mean, I, nobody's running for office saying, we need to loosen restrictions in airports. Nobody. I mean, who can you vote for in that particular case? Well, but Ian, you guys have read stories about the no-fly list and all of the mistakes and how hard it is to get your name off of it. If they're going to be uh, required to positively approve each passenger, think of how many mistakes they're going to make every year, not to mention the fact that they're going to strand thousands of people every year who lose their ID uh, on, a, on a business trip or something like that. It's true. It's, it is out, it's going to get really out of control. I just, I just don't like the idea that it has to get worse before it gets better. I guess what's yeah. a, that's where I'm coming from here. Uh, one more thing. Um, I have flown out of a private airport. I had a friend with a plane that we took out, and uh, the experience was a little bit different than the public airport. We were out on the tarmac getting the uh, plane ready to go, and what happened, there's a, there's a gate there. Uh, an SUV drove up. They hit a button on the keypad, and the gate opened. They drove, right, they drove their SUV right up to the plane. The uh, wealthy people inside unloaded all their gear onto the jet. Mm-hmm. The driver took the car away, and then the pilots came on, and they took off. There's no TSA searching anybody there. Right. That's how it is with a charter plane. Um, you, you don't have to go through the TSA. So essentially, they're just, you know, the, those of us who can't afford to take a charter jet, 
have to go through the uh, the the zigards. Right. So the world yeah, so, hasn't changed for the elites, right. uh, but the rest of us we get to suffer. But what's keeping a terrorist from loading a plane with explosives and flying it into a building about a three thousand dollar charter bill? Right. That, that's yeah. the point that I was making. Yeah. And if you're gonna die, then who cares about the three thousand dollar bill? Exactly. Thanks for the call, Sam. We appreciate it. Great point. 800-259-9231. So whether you want to talk about the Secure Flight Initiative, which is going to make it all the more onerous to travel in America, at least to travel by plane. They'll get to the buses. Just wait. Okay, they'll get to that. You'll have to show ID before you can get on your Greyhound before you know it. (laughs) On a bicycle. Indianapolis Indianapolis, uh, had TSA agents at city bus stops recently. And the police can pull people over on bicycles, too. When you say city bus stop, are you talking about, like, that little thing that goes around Keene City Bus Stop? Well, in Indianapolis, it's a little bit bigger. I understand, but but you're talking about... The city bus. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now, they weren't at every city bus stop. They were at the ones that were, you know, downtown by the courthouse or whatever. Uh, But nonetheless, they were checking people's identities. They weren't mandating it. You could refuse to show your ID, but then you weren't allowed to get on the bus. <laughs> so, Great. They're not really allowing the bus to do business, but of course, it's a city it's bus. Government I bus. used to ride the bus a lot when I was 10 years old, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that I did not carry identification on me. So well, would I have just been It's a different stranded? world, Julia. Everything changed after 9-11. So would I have just been stranded in the middle of the city somewhere? It's a great point. Maybe that'll be something that'll come soon. Maybe we'll have to have children identification cards. I mean, because if they're going to require that every American show identification to get on a plane, well, that'll apply to kids too, right? So now every American from birth needs to have a national ID card. That's where we're going in this country. They've already got the legislation in for the real ID card. I've never heard anything about the age range that it's restricted to. Well, it's supposed to be the, uh, the the states issuing driver's licenses that would all comply to the national one, standards. Yeah, one standard. So I don't I don't know how it would turn out, but I I can totally see bureaucrats coming up with um, you know the bureaucrats coming up with papers for kids just because the fact that what if we have a young looking terrorist? Well, think about I mean think about the uh, the people that fight in wars in many Middle Eastern countries. Very young boys uh, very yeah. frequently are found as uh, as fighters there. So it's not unusual. It's as though, unreasonable to say that as though their identification is somehow going to save us. It's absurd. It really is. I'd love to hear from you though. As far as uh, are you happy about all this? Do you think this is good? You think it's great that there are more requirements to show your papers when you want to travel in America? And if so, if you are one of those, yeah, government, or go security state, if you're one of those people that just loves it when new security news like this comes out, how are you going to feel when they put random roadblocks up in your town? I know, they already do it for DUIs and stuff, but how are you going to feel when they have show-us-your-papers roadblocks in your town? Are you going to feel good? Didn't they recently? Was it a state? I'm not sure, but I could have sworn that you read an article recently about roadblocks where people had to show identification or a state. Well, they already have them. States Uh, where where people are required to have identification, otherwise they'll get arrested. That doesn't ring a bell for me, but the border border states on the southern and northern border, they do have show-us-your-ID checkpoints. They do have that. Uh, they don't require it from everyone. They single people out. So if you look suspicious, they'll ask you questions. And actually, it's not really required from what I can tell. I'm not sure about that. That probably won't stop them from yanking you out of your car right. and what harassing you. What difference does it make if, if one of these uh, you know, little Hitlers at the border says, 
we're going to go through your car. Right. What the hell are you going to do about it? Especially if they aren't wearing a badge Screw your Fourth Amendment. I feel like going through your car. Exactly. Now get out of the car, citizen. That's how it works. And does that make you feel good? Does that make you feel secure? Is that a country you want to live in? Is this a country you want to live in? Because this is happening right now. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we go to the phones, talk to a free stater, one of the early movers. It's Dave in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Dave, hello. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I have something pretty unusual to report that just happened today. Okay. I was uh, doing something that I do maybe once a month. I called the U.S. Marshals in, in New Hampshire and complained about something. <laughs> you know, what were you complaining about? Four or five words long. This time the message was for the, the head marshal, Steve Monier. I said, uh, did you steal Laura Canario's camera? Ah, uh, yes. Let me just recap real quickly here. Uh, our friend Lauren Canario here in New Hampshire was outside the residence of the Ed and Elaine Brown household. They, of course, are, uh, they were recently so-called convicted for alleged tax crimes, and they are currently holed up in their house, refusing to uh, uh, let themselves be taken to jail cells. And Lauren was going up to pay a visit to them. Uh, I guess there was going to be a concert or something like that. And the feds had the road blocked off. And as uh, she got out of her van to walk up towards, uh, to just, just to take a walk up the road, they decided to arrest her for nothing because they, they didn't charge her with anything. They ended up letting her out of uh, jail later on in the evening. Uh, they arrested her and confiscated the video camera that she had with her as evidence. But then again, they didn't charge her with anything, so what did they need the evidence for? Don't you have evidence to present a case in court? Isn't that the purpose of having evidence, to convict someone on a charge? She wasn't charged with anything. So you were calling this uh, the head of the U.S. Marshals here in, New- in the Northeast to simply ask him, well, did you steal her camera or what? Yeah, so I just left a message to the person who answered the phone. I do that from time to time. Well, this time, 15 minutes later, I get a call back. It's Steve Monier. Hmm. And, uh, and so I said, yeah, so what's, uh, thanks for calling me back. But, you know, what's, what's up with the camera? How come you're hanging on to the camera? You wouldn't answer, you know, the questions really about the camera. Because, well, it's between us and Lauren and her lawyer and stuff like that. But over time, you know, during the conversation, he did certainly, he became more human. You know, he wasn't just being a robot. Hmm. And I appreciated him. You know, laying out his view, I asked him a lot of questions, you know, and uh, he, but he did most of the talking. So what are some of the, I mean, do you have any juicy nuggets to share, some, some of the things you gleaned? Well, the thing I thought was interesting was I, just, I think they are rattled by, by Lauren. Uh, I think they're just as rattled as, as the Ed Brown supporters are about the whole thing. Um, I mean, uh, what he said, I remember him saying, uh, you know, he, he admired a lot of the things that Lauren had done. He seemed to be very familiar with her. Uh, civil disobedience in the past, hmm. and uh, he was trying to convince me to 
Ed Brown is, is not a civil disobedience guy and he's not, you know, he's not worth supporting and stuff like that. Um, and of course, Ed, Ed is, you know, he's, he's a controversial character for good reason. He's done some things and said some things he shouldn't have said. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to remember what else he... I'm amazed uh, you got a call back. Amazed that this guy called you back. Usually it's like pulling teeth to try to get a well, low-level bureaucrat likely to call it's, you. It sounds like uh, Dave has struck him as, you know, this... Uh, the, the, he sees Dave as a salvageable guy or a stand-up guy or or whatever it is that, that he... He sees him in a positive light, whereas I'm sure he doesn't see Ed Brown in a positive light. And I can see that he would be trying to communicate with, with Dave. Dave's reasonable. But, I mean, but I, I, I'm reasonable when I call to ask a bureaucratic question, and it's very difficult in many cases to get just a simple call back. Sure it is. Um, so that's why I'm shocked that the head of the U.S. Marshals here in New Hampshire actually bothered to call you back, Dave, and that he expressed some sort of uh, appreciation for the tactics of Lauren Canario, which I think is very interesting because Lauren takes a nonviolent, non-cooperation approach. When she gets arrested, she doesn't assist the police in arresting her. She just doesn't, and she doesn't resist them either. She just doesn't help them. She doesn't stand up when they want her to stand, so they have to carry her places. Uh, she doesn't go places where they want her to go, so they have to sort of move her around and manipulate her into the positions that they need her to get into. Uh, so she's not assisting them, and I find it very interesting that he has an appreciation for that. Yeah, it was surprising, but I, you know, I think that that, has, that it really must have impacted them pretty heavily. Uh, I don't think I would ever have gotten that call back if I'd been complaining about something else. Very good, Dave. Any other things you need to share? Oh, there's something else going on, but I'll save it for other calls. Great call as always. Thanks, dude. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Jeremy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. How's it going, fellas? What's on Can your you mind? Can you hear me okay? We got you. What's on your mind? Oh, I was just uh, I was wanting to talk about when I used to go. I've been to like four rainbow gatherings. Uh-huh. And they, they would send like people in there, you know, like the county or somebody would hire these guys to go in there because we accept everybody at a gathering you know sure whether they be roughnecks or painters or just hippies that live on the road i thought a roughneck was a guy that uh, went out and did oil rigs (laughs) right okay (laughs) the local sheriff's department we found out at a gathering in ocala florida had uh, hired these gas workers from the gulf to, you know, like deputize them and everything to come in there and like start problems and take photos and and then they were starting to throw rocks at the cops and like a lot of us had oh, known geez. each other for a long time on the road and we, we knew something was wrong here and but we ended up taking them to court and went and now they don't even bother. Good for you. You know, the government really hates the rainbow people. I don't know what their problem is. Uh, if you aren't aware of the wa- rainbow family, there are these gatherings that happen uh, across the country. People go into, usually it's at state parks and that sort of thing. They go and they camp out um, miles away from anything resembling conveniences and that sort of thing. You're in the middle of the woods. and uh, uh, Sorry? Ian, I'd like to say that I was an A-campers where the only spot in the gathering where alcohol's allowed, mm-hmm. we were front gate, you know, and we were the ones that had to always deal with everybody coming and going from the gathering and everything, because we you know, get out there and there's kegs everywhere and you're, you know, you're a pretty good security guard, you know, about 
because you've known each other for years. Right, and then there's these interlopers that come in, and they're trying to start fights and throw rocks at the police, and that's a typical police tactic. And, Jeremy, thank you for the call. Typical police tactic. Yep, in that uh, whenever there's a gathering of people that the police don't like, whether it be protesters or, in this case, the Rainbow family, they will send in sort of confederates, if you will, uh, agents provocateur. And these guys will go in there, and their assignment is to stir S up, to start causing problems. And if the cops are around, to start agitating people to uh, maybe enact violence upon the police. Or even um, do it themselves, and then it will give the police an opportunity to react to the crowd, which is, in fact, their own agents provocateur. Exactly. And so they come in, then the police come in, they have an excuse to arrest people and crack heads and that sort of thing, and it's just it's just despicable. You, 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 may, you can deny it all you want, but the fact is, I, I consider myself to be extraordinarily reasonable. I have seen video on the internet of this happening. Absolutely. I'm not saying that every uh, police officer has been involved, I'm not saying every police department. No. But this is a tactic that has been used by police departments here in the United States and in Canada. Well, it hasn't stopped the Rainbow family from continuing their gatherings. They continue to uh, to gather across the country, and they hang out for usually, I think it's at least a week or two at a time, uh, out in the middle of the woods. They cook, and they they get high, and they... Uh, Whatever it is that they, they do. They play music, and they spend time with each other. And, and what's wrong with that? The cops don't like them, though. And they always come in and try to ruin their fun. There's a great video on YouTube, I believe, of the Rainbow family... Trying to walk from one point to another, I guess, out in the middle of the woods. Mm -hmm. And the the cops come out with weapons. The cops, multiple cops, come out with their trucks and everything. And they, you know, pull up across the road and they, you know, pile out with their weapons. And they stand there and they attempt to get the rainbow people to stop and to turn around. And the rainbow people just keep on walking. They're just chanting at the cops. And they're yelling, we love you, out at the cops as the cops are standing there with, uh, with their firearms. And uh, they scared the cops off. It was amazing to watch. Uh, so go and look for that at YouTube. Very interesting. More on the way. You can take control. Don in Pennsylvania has a rebuttal for us about something. Find out what that is and take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, it's your show, and you can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free. If you like the show, then go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whether you're buying new items or used items in one of their 41 categories that you can shop in, if you start your shopping experience through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Great way to get the stuff you need and help the show. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Let's roll right into the phones. Talk to Don in Pennsylvania. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind, Don? Uh, I'm just curious. I mean, we got all this uh, nervio, uh problems going on, et cetera, et cetera. What but, kind of problems? Pardon? What kind of problems did you say? Oh, you know, everything, I mean, it goes from uh, the Browns all the way down to, you know, the the streaker in the bathroom and all that. But uh, beside the point, the thing is, uh, no one will bring up the reality. And if you bring it up, and I know this is going to sound radical, whenever a cop does something illegal, why not arrest him right there on the spot? 
I, I don't like know. A citizen's you, arrest? They, they pretty much put an end to the citizen's arrests at this point. I, I, do you know how you'd go about it? And, and you would have no success doing such a thing because you would have to turn them over to a police officer, and that police officer is going to draw down on you. And, um, and if you you know, don't comply with their orders, they're just going to turn that arrest right around on you as soon as the... Uh, yeah, how would you go about that, Don? Uh, the only way is the obvious. And it will sound cruel, and I understand that, okay? And you're going you're gonna to disagree, which is uh, there's only one way. That's, you know, to shoot to kill, and once you do it, it's done. Wait a minute, are you saying that you should shoot a cop if you see him run a red light? And it's not well, done no, 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 no. because you're Excuse going... Excuse me. You know, underneath the uh, contractual arrangements of what you agreed to, you know, to run the, the red light is no. You can't shoot him. But as far as him, you know, agreeing or the tax collector, if you never register your house and you paid for it in cash, guess what? He's guilty. Are you going to play a song for us, Don? Sounds like he's tuning up there. <laughs> Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. We were actually talking about something similar, not shooting cops, but the other day when we were at the post office, we saw that a cop, a cop, two cops pulled up, and they had parked in an illegal parking zone. Now, if I parked in a legal parking zone, I'm going to get a big fat ticket mm. or a big fat orange sticker on my window like we did that one day. Oh, yeah. That took forever to get off. Um, I was thinking about making some sort of citizen tickets and oh i love this idea this is so great now it's not a really an original idea is it? no it's not actually my friend had this packet that his mom gave him for christmas and it was these karma police tickets and it looked like a regular ticket and there was these little sections that you filled out and it was just you can circle different things yeah as far exactly as it, it, it was just kind of cute and i was thinking even though obviously nothing would necessarily come of it that i would like to start sticking citizen tickets on police cars when I see them doing things that they would give me a ticket for. Now, would you actually have... You would, it'd be anonymous, right? Yeah. And that's the idea, because otherwise they could go after you for littering or something, couldn't they? Probably. Defacing uh, state property or something like that. Right. And, and we came up with all kinds of silly ideas with it. For example, after you issue a certain amount of citations, maybe you could ask the police chief... What he, how he feels about the fact that his officers have gotten this many tickets, meaning they've disobeyed this many laws. And I, I don't know. It, to, to me, there's more, there's more effective protests and left, less effective protests. What your ticket does is a cop says, oh, this smart aleck, I'll mm-hmm. get him if I can get him. And then the police um, chief says, aha, now I have this idiot. We're going to keep an eye on him. Like yeah. there, there is no effective protest. Nobody's nobody's light bulb goes off and says, "Boom! Oh my God! The police are breaking our laws." That's true. It's they treat like, us like no, we're their moral I, inferiors. I whereas be doing it. I'm not done. Whereas, um, if you were to do, say cop watch and uh, take the video, cut it up, and then put it on your local cable access channel, now that's effective because people who are watching cable access at night or whatever, then they get to see, "Oh my God." All our officers do is sit around, and when they pull somebody over, they pull in two cops because they've got so many people to, you know, on the force. Now, I'm all for cop watch. I think that's a great sure. idea. And I wouldn't be giving out the tickets as a protest ne- necessarily. Um, it, it's just sort of something that I think is cute, and I think sort of sends a message to the cops, like you're being watched. And we also talked about doing like a combination, a cop watch show 
and the tickets that say you've been cop watched or whatever. Right. But that's I can see putting that on there, but sending a message to the police is you know they don't want to hear that. They're not listening. To I don't that. want their tickets. I understand you don't want their tickets, but you're going to get their tickets and you're going to pay them until enough people in the public realize the cops, in fact, are stepping all over um, us in, in, in the enforcement in a great deal of ways that they do their enforcement, in the enforcement, in the doing of their duty, supposedly. Mm-hmm. They're hurting us. Until you can convince the public at large, it's most. You're not talking to the right people when you're talking to the police. You're saying that, that she's not by putting a uh, one of these tickets on a police car window. They're not. She's not going to convert a cop. Right. Right. Whereas when you, if you were to, for instance, videotape the offending police officer, maybe he's parked in the wrong location, like we saw do earlier this week. Uh, you know, videotape that and put that on television, and then maybe put some text on the TV screen. Say, you know, violation, parking violation, officer number one zero two. Right. Um, that way, other people would be able to. Be Become aware of it. And and I agree I, with you. Know, you the Mark, parking doesn't effective. bother me. I agree, that much. and I'm all for a cop watch show. And I would really, I wish I had more time so that I could really put See, one together. The, the the parking doesn't bother me with the police. It's the driving that bothers me. I'd rather them stay illegally parked the and spend more of their time doing that. The parking doesn't bother me, except that I would get a ticket if I did the same. Understood. That's but, the only thing that bugs me. Look, I, I live um, I live on the same street as the uh, the police department in this town, and. The most dangerous thing about that police, uh, that that uh, street, is that the police are flying at 70 miles an hour down the street to get wherever it is that they're going. Yeah. Sometimes they'll just have their lights on. They don't put on their sirens, so you don't know they're behind you. Sometimes they do put on their sirens, which means that you've got this siren going by your house at sure. 3 o'clock in the morning. And as though there's some kind of catastrophe uh, occurring in Keene, New Hampshire. Well, I mean, it could happen. A few bank robberies recently. Yeah, there's, there's, there's been a bank robbery, but well, what's a cop going to do about a bank robbery? Clean up. Yeah, I mean, the guy's got. I mean, the, the guy actually. It's interesting here in Keene, this little, little, little city, uh, like you know, barely qualifies as a city. Yeah, it does. Uh, Twenty-five thousand people live here. The guy that's going around robbing banks is doing it on his bicycle. That's hilarious. And they can't catch they can't catch the bicycle. It's not even bandit. their job to catch him though. This is this That's is true. the thing that um, people don't even understand. The cops don't even understand to some extent. It's not a police officer's job to catch a bank robber. It's a bank's job to protect itself from being robbed. It's true. Look, if they want to be protected, they'll have a guy in there with a gun to protect them. They, right. they don't They're care. They've got robbery. insurance. Right. It doesn't matter to them. And the cops are there just to, to well, it take... it matters. I mean, you don't want your customers to get scared and all that. It apparently doesn't matter enough. As far as uh, not putting... They're not guards. doing anything about it. Right. Not doing enough about it, in, in my opinion. The risk isn't high enough. I don't care. And it doesn't It doesn't matter to me as a customer if a bank gets robbed. I'll, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter. Right. I, um, you know, I mean, I'm not going to feel like my money is any more or less secured. They create this money out of thin air anyway. It's true. Um, but most so, people don't know that. Well, what do they think that it's made out of? I, d- I think most people have never given it any thought Absolutely whatsoever. Absolutely right. They do know that it, they say that it's backed by the U.S. government, but they don't know what that means. No, yeah, I, I agree with Julia. I mean, they are most of the American populace is completely illiterate when it comes to f- uh, finances. Well, either way, it doesn't. Um, the fact is, cops aren't supposed to prevent crimes. If they were supposed to prevent crimes, if there was their job to do so, then they would be liable when they failed to do so. And they're not. Right. 
I mean, if I hire a, a cable repair guy and he takes my money and fails to repair my cable, then I can take him to court. Sure. But I haven't hired the police to protect me. I haven't paid them money for that. They're there to clean up the mess when it comes to a crime and give out tickets on the road. And we're radicals because, you know, we point that out. We're radicals because we want to change the system. And that's what people say about Free Talk Live, you know. Oh, you guys don't like the police. Well, no. I mean, I like the idea of being safe. I like the idea of uh, not having criminals break into my home. But I think the the point has been made over and over on this show that we want police to have the opportunity to do what they got into the business to do, which is police work. Protect people. And if it was, in fact... um, a concern of the powers that be inside police departments, then they'd be able to do that. But they're not. They're too busy out catching people, people tickets for, for stop sign right, violations, nonsense marijuana, like that. the stuff that makes money for a police department. Yep. It doesn't make any money if you catch a murderer now or a rapist. Now, that stuff wouldn't make money for a private police department because they'd have to rely on customers coming and going. So if you weren't satisfying your customers, you wouldn't make well, any money. Well, I don't money. know about a private police department, well, it but I can tell a, you that we, the, we need a full overhaul of law enforcement difference. in this country. We'll be back tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.